Hello and welcome to We Read This Last Night, a show where we talk about stuff that we only have surface level knowledge on, but we essentially just read about last night. And our topic for today is cult of personality. Who do you think perfectly encapsulates the term cult of personality? Um, I think it would probably be Akshay Khanna. <laughs> Why Akshay Khanna? Just his. Thirty. <laughs> means chin, by the way, bro. His chin is a cult of personality on its own. Yeah, like his chin looks like a nutsack. <laughs> he has a ball chin. <laughs> he has a ball chin. Yeah, most people have a butt chin. He literally has a ball chin. Yeah. Anyway, this is so relevant. Um. So for wait, those wait, of you, la- would... last one last thing. <laughs> have you seen the cover of two versions? I haven't. Oh, you I haven't. have actually. Yeah, <laughs> his thirty is a better ass than your course. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <Stop> sorry. <laughs> anyway, for those of you who don't know, a cult of personality is basically when um, it's it's when a person is both universally, not universally, but it's like fifty percent people. Okay, it's not that divided just, as well. But just, you explain it. Just a person who is like very divisive. His public opinion is very divisive. Mo- like a lot of people love him, her, whatever, and but almost an equal number of people despise them. And it's it's not even you know it isn't like people are dismissive of them. They're prominent people who people either fucking love or fucking hate. Yeah, it's very divisive. Basically, it's basically America's political situation. If it was a person, yeah, just a bipartisan system. Yeah, true. Anyway, so we have a bunch of people that we decided to talk about. Um, so the first one on our list, who, in my opinion, does have a cult of personality surrounding him, is uh, Lenin, Vladimir Lenin. So he was um, the first leader. He was. He, I think he was the secret. Was he the secretary of the Communist Party? I don't know, man. Basically, when. Uh... When the Russians were ruled by the monarchs, this guy started relating to Karl Marx's ideas of communism, and he started writing about it and shit. And he was exiled to Serbia because that's what the Russians did at that point. And sure. during the Russian Revolution, when the mon- the monarchy started to crumble, this guy comes back from Serbia and he uh, creates the. Communist Party, which eventually divides into the uh, Mensheviks and the Bolsheviks, and I think he was the leader of the Mensheviks. No, the Bolsheviks. The Bolsheviks, whatever the fuck. <laughs> yeah, I was wrong. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, so we'll start. We'll start by talking about the good points that people discuss when talking about Lenin. So the good points are obviously how determined he was for his cause, and especially when you're trying out an idea that. No one has fucking tried out before. Like Russia was the very first experiment nationally of a communist form of government, so that, yeah, that is pretty ballsy. I think that's something you need to appreciate. Like communism and socialism started in Russia, which was a largely rural country, and now it has reached a stage where uh, we have an Instagram handle, an official Instagram handle with half a million followers called Socialist Akhilesh Yadav. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, 
yeah, Lenin really like Lenin really bought these ideas out, and he he even modified them so much so that that an entire section of like Marxism is called Leninism, like just after him. Because not only yeah. did he believe in this stuff, he also modified it according to what he believed was right. And yeah, he also, like I said, it. he came back to Russia from uh, Siberia, or was it Serbia? I don't, I don't know. But this is a very well-researched podcast with a lot of authentic information, as you can already tell. Uh, he comes back and he writes these—he uh, writes this list of theses called the April Theses, which were basically, you know, his ideas about communism and socialism. And that I think that is what is termed as Leninism. Yeah, that's pretty badass, though. Like he just comes up one day. Overthrows the monarchy, and the next day he's like in front of a bunch of people. He's like, "These these things are things you all have to do now. Shut the fuck up and yeah, communism. Yeah, yeah, pretty much communism. <laughs> yeah. Um. So th- there's there's more good points. He was a pretty efficient uh administrator, and he wasn't like unwilling to compromise. Like I think I'm not sure about the specifics, but there, at some point uh there was an economic decline in Russia. So what he did was, uh, he did privatize a bit of the industry, something like that. So I think we've talked about this before that when people talk about communism, it is a fairly utopian idea. But that's where you know Lenin comes out as a good-looking figure because he understood that in its raw form, it isn't feasible, and so he modified it to fit yeah, the real not world. Not immediately, at least. Like from a communist perspective, it's it's an eventual thing, so you have to work through it. Like. You can't just live in a capitalist uh, society, and the next day you can't just abolish everything, and everyone is equal. You know, it it yeah, takes a lot of work. Something so, is better than nothing. So Lenin was a practical communist, and there's that, and he really believed in what he believed in. Like he was very determined, what his cause, and he he just all around thought he was doing the right thing. You know, like he genuinely thought that. You can get that vibe from him, I guess. I don't know what yeah. vibe Lenin had, but yeah, and. He has a pretty like cool backstory as well. Like his, uh, I think his dad used to hit him or something. I think that was Stalin. Yeah, dad, yeah, that, sure. that's that's a really really cool backstory, buddy. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just, and then his brother was a revolutionary, so he saw him get hanged, and all Another, of this just just perfect yeah, just archetype, cool. Yeah. cool backstory. Very cool backstory. Yes, yeah, so yeah, those I are think, the good things. But I think that's the kind of trauma you need to go through to look as badass as that motherfucker. He, yeah, yeah. Another good part about Lenin, it's not related to his character or his cult of personality. It he doesn't help this argument beard. in any way, but he just looks like a badass. Like he's just yeah, he, bald. He, ha- he has a really cool beard. Yeah, really cool beard. So, like he could fucking stab a capitalist with that beard. Yeah, that's I guess Lenin's image is improved. Uh, because the guy who followed him <laughs> wasn't really the best. So yeah, that that does improve your image, you know. Bro, it's so weird that this guy who completely changed uh, Russia's political landscape is about to die, and he goes, uh, "Just anyone can succeed me. He's not this one." Except guy. that guy, Joseph. Except yeah, him, and, anyone can succeed me. And you know, two weeks later, Joseph is now leading Mother <laughs> Russia, which is just, that doesn't seem real. That looks like. That looks like a Seinfeld sketch, you know. Like, yeah. You can't make this shit up. Yes, that's true. 
Yeah, but as I said, it it kind of helps us so much because you know how you know how everyone's sort of softer towards Bush now, even yeah. though Bush is like a like a literal mass murderer because mm-hmm. because the word came after him. Yeah, it's like that. Like Bush is before it was like oh my god, evil, uh, you know, psychopath, but now it's like oh you know, uh, funny goofball who killed a mil- bunch of people in Iraq, but funny. Yeah, I, I mean, if I pinch you and I bit your nose, you wouldn't blame me for the pinching. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Anyway, so those are the good points, but uh, there's a lot of negative downsides to Lennon as well, which most people used to paint him uh, as a bad person. So uh, one, and this one I don't really agree with personally. I don't. I know I I shouldn't let my personal bias get into this, but so this argument is that he. Um, oh, why not? Why not? It's your fucking podcast. Just, mm. Okay, fair enough, yeah, know. fuck this, fuck this, yeah. yeah, whatever, so, um, so, uh, a lot of people hate him because, so when he overthrew the monarchy, he ordered for all of them to be short, and by all of them, I mean all of them, like, even the young kids and shit like that, like, even the, the children, everyone, the entire family was just rounded up and short, like, on the same day, which was pretty, it was a pretty big deal, like, if, the, the, like, killing the kids was a bit unnecessary on his part, like, he could have killed the king, maybe, everyone hated him. Or I'm whatever. not saying I agree, but I understand. Yeah, see, that's, that's where my stance is as well, because even if, okay, maybe killing the kids is a bit unnecessary, but if any of them survived, they could easily challenge, you know, they would basically mm, not undo. Just, not just that, little kids are just annoying. That's true, actually. Yeah, fuck it, actually. It wasn't unnecessary, in my opinion. But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if he, it would undo all of his work, basically. So I, I kind of get that. Still, though, I mean, I don't support killing. But, yeah. And even, unless like, you're a small even like in kid, Cuba. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, unless you're a small. Even in Cuba, like, even after um, Castro got power in Cuba, he did kill a. He, there was, like, a bunch of executions. Some of them are extrajudicial, and I don't really support that. I mean, sure, this guy did kill kids, but then, you know, so does every US president. That's true, actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I get that bias. Yeah, it's just because you don't see these kids getting killed and these kids don't have famous Russian parents. That's true. Yeah. Okay, that's a good point. Um, Even other than that, so many people believe that Lenin... um, so the other other downside to him was that he was fucking crazy. So like he was very obsessive. Like he was he would almost worship Marx. Like he was that obsessed with it. And he was so he was so convinced by his interpretation of Marx that he wouldn't let anyone else challenge him. Like he was basically like you're like a like a like a like a Sanghi, but uh, like in a communist way. Basically, he was to Marx what Morris is to Oscar Wilde. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, he was completely obsessed with him, so he didn't let anyone. And so, and so, I think the perfect analogy for the um, April thesis would be that it was basically a Wattpad fanfiction. <laughs> it was basically yeah, it was a Karl Marx Wattpad fanfiction. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he was he he completely believed that what he was doing was the right thing. Like he was just no, he was pretty headstrong in that way. But again, see that that's the thing that comes with determination, you know. Like yeah, so, I mean, I don't think you can completely blame the man for that. I guess so. Yeah. So there's that. There's not many. Yeah, actually, there's not as divisive as the others. But yeah, I could see why people hated Lenin as well. Like. 
I mean, if if people hate Lenin, then more often than not, it's because they hate the communist, communist. ideology yeah. as a whole, and the blame for that okay. mainly lies in the hands of his successors, in my opinion. Some people even say that Stalin has a cult of personality, which is kind of funny because uh, not really, bro. Yeah, not really. The only people who pretended only... to like him were the people on his payroll. Yeah, the only like uh. Point that people used to support Stalin was that he was a good and strong, not good, but like obviously like a strong ruler. Which again, not really. I mean, Aurangzeb was a strong ruler, you know. The I don't know. Hitler had a cooler mustache. <laughs> That's true. But again, so uh, from Vladimir Lenin, I think it would only make sense for us to go to John Lenin. Yeah, we should <laughs> kill ourselves. But yeah. Yeah. The... Uh, so John Winston Lennon foreshadowing for our next guest. Uh, yeah, but John Winston Lennon, member of the Beatles, uh, uh, wife Peter. Wife Peter. <laughs> you just complete. There's no cult of personality anymore. You just you call him a wife Peter. <laughs> yeah, I think that's where we should start. John Lennon hit his wife once. His <laughs> wife Cynthia Lennon. He. <laughs> slapped her when they were dating i think and then two months later they got back together and he never did it again apparently i used to be cruel to my woman i beat her (laughs) (laughs) it's actually a song he said that on the song but anyway like objectively speaking good points about lennon sure like he was massively influential like his cannot be understated he was Hmm. he was probably the the most Famous guy, not the most famous guy alive, but at least in the states, at least in the western no, hemisphere, he was the most famous man alive. That's what the U.S. Supreme Court said last year when his killer was denied parole. They said that you kill the most famous man on earth, you don't expect to go out. We are afraid for your safety. Okay, maybe that's true. Yeah, but not even just commercially. Like Michael Jackson was pretty famous in the eighties, but he wasn't yeah. that commercially. Like John Lennon was just influential all around. Like. I mean, not John just music Lennon, and sales, but like uh, as a person, uh, from his activism. John Lennon was the Beatles, and everyone knows the Beatles. On top of that, he was a writer and an activist, and he married a Japanese eagle. Yeah, he just had a very like interesting personality overall, which I get. I get why he was not famous. It makes sense. Yeah, let's not scatter this around because we both like him a lot. So we'll go from point to point. Otherwise, if we both just say whatever you want, then it's going to get really confusing. Okay, good points about John Lennon, go. Let's come to the bad first. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, so the wife beating thing is there. Um, One of the major, major um claims used to criticize Lennon is that, so, even if most people don't know Lennon, they know the song Imagine, which is like extremely My famous. Song. <laughs> there was a very cringy video of celebrities trying to sing it last year. Let's not talk about that. Yeah. But so um, the problem comes with the so, like the seeming hypocrisy with the lyrics of Imagine. So he sings Imagine No Possessions, but he's singing it while playing the song on a million dollar piano. Yeah, and also when he has multiple apartments, only accommodating his you know lavish fur coats. Multiple apartments, not even one. Yeah. Holy fuck. Yes, that's a bit, like, it's a bit, uh... Yeah, uh, this this guy from his record label was hanging out with him in the said apartment. And so he was like, imagine no possessions, huh? And then John Lennon said, it's just a fucking song. (laughs) It's just a fucking song, you know? 
Yeah. Yeah, but then again, you know, on on the other side, it it is like you can you can preach whatever you want through your songs. It doesn't, you know. I I yeah. bet a lot of other people have uh preach similar stuff. You know, like 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 chill, no possessions kind of thing. But just yeah, because John Lennon was so famous, I guess he got more flack for it. And uh, the thing about Lennon, uh, are we done with the bad stuff? Because I can, you know, like before coming to the good stuff, I think we should just end up with all the bad stuff so that we can give arguments for why the bad stuff. I think another so reason is that uh, so his dad abandoned him when he was a child, and oh, right, yeah, sure, daddy pretty, yeah, <laughs> pretty shit for him. But then he grew up, and then. Even he abandoned his own first child. Like, he okay, abandoned he abandoned his own first child, and also, um, like, <laughs> he had his second son, and he was, you know, trying to be a great dad. But then one day he was uh, teaching his son how to eat steak with a knife and a fork, and he was a kid. He was like four, maybe. So he didn't understand, and so Lennon screamed at him so loud it damaged his eardrum, and it still Holy damaged. Fuck. That's like oh, I don't know, forty years ago, forty fifty I, years ago, and it's still damaged. I didn't know that story. Yeah. I mean, it is kind of sad. You could see how he was getting better at it, but then uh, he kind of died. But like, yeah, I mean, there's still no excuses for that, you know. Like, either you can, if if your dad is a, like that, you can either be a better dad, or you can just do the same thing which your dad did, which yeah. you know. So that's that. What what else? Where else did Lennon fuck up? That's pretty much it, I guess. Like he was pretty shit to his wife as well. But then, yeah, we already discussed. He, he was people. a generally unpleasant person to be around. But isn't that every rock star ever? Yeah, he also had a huge fucking ego. Like that's true, actually. Like even if you're a huge fan of John Lennon, you cannot deny that he had a huge fucking ego. Yeah, like he was full of himself. Asshole. Yeah, but like I don't know if you wrote <laughs> Julia and Across the Universe, wouldn't you be full of yourself? Okay, makes sense actually. I mean, you're full of yourself without that. <laughs> Shut the fuck off. <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah, to the good stuff. not not good, not good at working with the group. You know that kind mm. of person. Yeah, and that's exactly the kind of person you want in the greatest band of all time. Hmm. Yeah. Sure. Uh. Yeah. Good stuff. Let's try to paint him in a good light, which seems improbable, but yeah. So, uh, wife beating. How do we good stuff? That? How do you how did you put that on the good stuff? Sure, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I'm just you know let's let's go through the stuff that we've already. You can't defend about. it. The only way you can talk about it is that he did it, but then uh he apologized for it, and then he put it out on the song and admitted to, to it, which is yeah, like a pretty like one thing that Lennon should get credit for is that he didn't hide his shit. Yeah, he admitted to it in like a. In a song on a very famous album, like it's yeah. genuinely a very famous and album. Like everyone, know, everyone heard about it. it even after that. Yeah. So you know, it isn't like he just did it once and it was just a performative thing. He didn't. He talked about it multiple times, and you know, wife beater is a big tag, but according to you know official records and stuff, he hit her once. Like that doesn't. You know, it doesn't uh, lessen the impact or anything, but you know, beater makes it sound like a habitual thing. Hmm. Yeah. But I... it was one instance, which is still fucking bad. I want it to be known that it's really, really bad, and we're not defending it. 
It is though, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that happened. There's no defense for that. But um, next thing, abandoning his son. Mm. See, again, was it, if it was a wife-beating thing, I'm going to say that he was a flawed person. He was flawed but self-aware. So, like, he knew what his flaws were. With abandoning his son, yeah, I don't really... I mean, you could, like, remarry. A lot of a lot of pop stars, a lot of celebrities will have, like, multiple marriages, so that's fine. But, yeah, about his son, that's pretty shitty, like... Especially, especially the, like, exceptional love and care that he showed or at least tried to show for his second son. Yeah, you can't help but feel really bad for his son. Yeah, it's right? like rubbing salt on the wound. Yeah, it just makes it worse. Yeah, so and I can't... plus having Yoko as your stepmom. Yeah, can't really defend that, honestly. Yeah, the only defense that I've read online, again, online, not my opinion, don't cancel me, please. Uh, I mean... Either way, I don't fucking care. Uh, the only thing that I read was that John Lennon was really, really young when the Beatles got famous, you know? And Cynthia got pregnant, and so he married her. But he wasn't ready for the responsibility, which, again, it's, it's, I mean, you had a kid, dude. It's yeah, it makes sense. Fault. Like, Don't, don't get... have sex. Again, like, yeah, he was a child. Not a child, but, like, yeah, you know. He was plus your life completely changes once you become famous. He was like twenty two, man. Like that's yeah. really young. Yeah, like they performed at the Ed Sullivan uh, theater. And it's like John, and it's like uh, sorry, ladies, he's married. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the only defense I've read that he was a young kid and he didn't know what to do. But then also Cynthia was yeah. a young. Person I mean, another potential he... defense could be that oh, you know, like he never had a dad, so he never knew how to be a good dad, which. As someone, I mean, not from personal experience, but like I, I know, I just know somehow, and it's, it's kind of true actually. Yeah, I mean that's something that, uh, you know, if you've heard Plastic Ono Band, like the main thing about Lennon that we've already discussed is that he admitted to stuff. Yeah. And he was very honest about he's like, it. So he's in... basically like, you know, like how how we have confessional poetry, like Sylvia Plath and stuff. Yeah. It's basically his song of music is like, is literally confessional music. Yeah, like the song, uh, the song Mother, he's like, children don't do what I have done. I couldn't walk and I tried to run. Which, pretty yeah, sad. pretty much. So he knew that he was making mistakes and he tried to make it better, but he didn't get time to make it better, which leaves him as a bad person. But I don't know, like credits for trying. Yeah, I guess. Again, I have, in conclusion to this, I have mixed feelings. I don't honestly know. Yeah, same, as someone like, who is a fan of John Lennon, I've, I've struggled with this question many times, and I still don't know how to answer it. You can't defend him, but you can try to understand his position. Makes sense, yeah. And if all else fails, just separate the art from the artist. Yeah, let's just, <laughs> let's just end it with that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, our next uh, historical figure which comes under cult of personality is Akshay Kumar. <laughs> <laughs> kidding it's it's uh freud sigmund freud sigmund freud uh damn pretty interesting honestly so freud was basically i mean firstly he was a pioneer in the entire field of psychology there's that but he pretty much started this whole thing called psychoanalysis which um so you know how you go to a in modern day you would just go to a psychiatrist and talk to them about your shit that wouldn't have happened if not for Freud, probably. So, 
thank him for that thank you <laughs> thanks <laughs> and other than that so this could go two ways but he had like a like really wacky weirdas out of the box series i mean you already know which is kind of cool actually like yeah you know, like this is a bad point about freud but it's simultaneously a positive point that his uh, series were so batshit insane that's that why he said it could go two ways yeah that modern psychology is just based on everyone refuting his theories he said stuff that was so bad shit crazy that people started researching just so they could prove him wrong yeah it's just very it's very provocative which i like yeah so can you give us some examples about that so the most famous one as we all know is the oedipus complex doesn't need any introduction even if yeah. it does so what the oedipus complex basically is that uh in simple terms it says that uh this is so fucked up but like <laughs> every every child at some point um experiences simultaneously a sort of weird sexual attraction to their parent of the opposite gender and also a sense of hostility and animosity towards the parent of the same gender so basically if you uh if you are a child you would want you would uh, be attracted to your if you're a if you're a boy you'd feel attracted to your mom and uh, hate your dad so this comes from the daddy issues that's probably yeah i mean yeah according to freud i think everyone has the oedipus complex so uh, the the name oedipus complex comes from uh, the greek uh, tragic hero oedipus who it was prophesied Killed that he his would dad fucked his mom yeah they are basically that. basically there's no need to stretch it out he just killed his dad fucked his mom so that's that that that's, that's one of his most famous series even like some other like weird shit like uh the ed ego and super ego is fine like it makes sense to me there's uh the pleasure principle something like that that kind of stuff basically all of it is so F- freud's work is very um uh, it's very sex related like most of his theories are related to because he didn't believe that sex was like a primary driving force in organisms which it is to be honest but that's where yeah, uh, so yeah. he was friends with the other uh, other psychologist Carl Jung again he's he's pretty influential as well but they both stopped being friends uh, mostly because of this because Jung thought that uh, things were a lot more nuanced like he believed in the whole collective unconscious thing but Freud was like, no it's all about sex and Jung was like fuck you and that's when they stopped being friends so that's that all of his stuff is very I think that's going to be us someday That is going to be us someday if if things work out well. Yeah. Yeah. The best thing I know about Freud is that he had this female student whose last name was Horny. Yeah, her last name was Horny and she had some good theories I guess uh relating to psychology obviously. Uh but these these theories contradicted with Freud's own learnings and so when she came up with these theories to him he dismissed her in front of everyone saying ha ha tera naam to horny hai bhakrandi no fucking way again I'm, pa- is- i'm i'm paraphrasing and my sister told me this some i have you know it isn't reliable but how is it the greatest say- thing you have ever heard how is it the, it is the, it is honestly i don't care if it's fake like i still i still believe in it but how is it the same in german or whatever the fuck he spoken her last name is horny horny was still a term back then and you know they probably spoke english okay i fair enough actually 
uh, other cool things about Freud, he did a lot of cocaine, like a lot I mean, of it. Okay, wait, wait, wait. I mean, we laugh at Boni Kapoor, right? So. <laughs> I mean, it took me, it took me a while, but yeah, he did a lot of coke, and also, um, for no fucking reason, I'm gonna point this out. My cousin had this uh, poster. It was called "What's in a Man's Mind," and it's a picture of Freud. But his the back of his head melts into like a naked woman. It's very cool. I don't know how to explain it, but that's why I like Freud. That's the only reason. Imagine the the fucking uh, what do you call it? The battle your cousin must have inside of himself, like two weeks into No Not November, looking at that poster. It was a pretty good poster, actually. I I, I want to own it, but my parents wouldn't let me. It up for shit. Just imagine, like, he has to debate whether or not to jerk off to Freud. <laughs> Freud, not even Freud, like the back of Sigmund Freud's head. <laughs> anyway, let's let's quickly get to bad things about Freud because there are wait, many wait, these are good things. Yeah, <laughs> for all right, bad things. Yeah, here we go. So, um so uh, one of the main ones is that a, a lot of times when, especially when female patients came to Freud with uh, childhood trauma and sexual abuse, he argued that they must have secretly wanted it to satisfy their whatever uh, repressed and and yeah their repressed desires or whatever, and uh, their memory gradually suppressed this. So something like that. So basically, he blamed women for like like oh you know you basically wanted to get assaulted. That's pretty shitty. Isn't that like every Indian uncle? True, yeah, actually. Wow. Yeah, it is. But there's that, and um, I, I'm gonna slap him somewhere. Give me a second. Okay, sorry. Uh, things So there's that, and also the uh, double that's watching that I said before that his theories are sometimes. Some of them are known not to have worked, and also this is like a, again personal bias, but who cares? Uh, what I hate is that Freud dominates a huge chunk of psychology courses. Like I study psychology as a subject right now in college, and a lot of it is Freud. And Jung, uh, the other guy I talked about, Carl Jung, isn't even mentioned. And like the CBSE textbook, the, there's only like one line about Carl Jung in the entire book, and the line is that Carl Jung was a protege of Freud, which is just so unfair to him. Yeah, I mean, one of our friends is obsessed with Carl Jung. Yeah, he was so pissed when I told him this. Yeah, but the fact that even after all these batshit crazy theories, he's still so prominently mentioned, you know, in all psychology textbooks. It's pretty remarkable. I mean, he was pretty influential after all. So that's that. Maybe that's what we should do instead of, you know, trying to gain mastery of a field. We should just start saying just, anything just start making that pops stuff. into our head. Yeah, yeah. just anything. <laughs> but, yeah, we'll, just, we'll just make up like shit like Bhul Bhulagya complex. If you have a maid in your house, you want to fuck her. <laughs> it's called the shiny Ahuja complex. <laughs> 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 there was this I remember uh there was like World's AIDS Awareness Day 
and so that someone sent a picture of shiny ahuja on my mom's whatsapp group and it was like aid se dar nahi lagta sahab maid se dar lagta hai <laughs> yeah so again i can't think about um, oh another thing was so um about gay, like his opinion on gay people so first entire opinion was that uh, you haven't if you haven't matured properly and had your adipus complex thing basically if you didn't want to fuck your parent it's your fault and that's why you're fucking gay that was his entire reasoning yeah so, so your so your two options are either to fuck buttholes or to fuck your mom <laughs> <laughs> yeah basically that that's kind of muddy as well muddy water for freud So yeah, yeah can't think of anything more. Let's move on to the next person. The next person on our list is Winston Churchill, that fucking pit bull. <laughs> Winston Churchill is like really badass, but also very annoying. Like I don't know what opinion I have of him. He's a f- he. He's like fuck. He's like Anupam. He's Anupam Kher. <laughs> <laughs> like Anupam Kher could play him in a biopic. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like uh, you've seen Agni Path, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks. Like, oh yeah, yeah, that guy. He looks like Sanjay. Sanjay, that yeah. I forgot his name. Kancha or something. I don't know. Pata nahi. He looks like a boiled egg. So Vincent Churchill, a uh, good points. He was uh, the UK's leader during, during World War Two. World War Two, yeah. And he was very resilient, and he gave some of the best speeches ever. And um, yeah, he just pulled an entire nation through, like. the brink of collapse because the most people don't know how bad the uk's uh, situation was especially during the end end of world war 2 especially when hitler was at the, so hitler was at the height of his power and he basically occupied like he got into the entirety of france like he just occupied france yeah. and and they were just fucking with britain like every every other day they would just bomb britain for no fucking reason like they would randomly drop bombs and shit it was very not a very fun time for british people which again i don't sympathize with because fuck britain but yeah like they were kids as well so you know yeah but i mean okay this is besides the point but how the fuck did britain colonize half the world for spices but they still eat food as if you know they're living during world war 2 this is completely unrelated to the topic but i passionately agree with the statement like what the they fuck they had this that? they had this thing called toast sandwich so you take <laughs> two flaccid pieces of bread and you stick a toast in the middle and that's a meal buddy that's just a stoner breakfast like i'm pretty sure i've had that I'm pretty point. sure stoners have better standards than that. You know what I had for breakfast? What? I had a banana in one hand and a mug of Coke in the other, like Coca Cola. And we aren't talking about the food. <laughs> and I ate them simultaneously. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so um, yeah, he did that. Um, he also smoked a shit ton of cigars which i know i'm glorifying substance abuse a lot and they shouldn't come in good points but yeah i find that kind of badass i guess maybe um, yeah just i, I just get a cool vibe from him point. like buddy what's up buddy that's how i, <laughs> I think vincent social i'm fairly certain he talks like that yeah yeah maybe <laughs> yeah okay so good points over Yeah, pretty much. Country thing. Chal, chal, British Gandhu ki maarte. Um, he talked about how he um, poor single-handedly instigated the Bengal famine. 
Yeah, yeah, we'll come to that. We'll come to that. Okay. Uh, he he <laughs> pulled British out of the brink of collapse during World War Two, but that move was on you know the back of the collapse of India, the entire Indian subcontinent. He, True. as you said, he singly, single-handedly caused the Bengal famine. He um, purposely diverted. Supplies, a yeah. shit ton of food from Bengal to Britain, not to be eaten, but as stockpile for as future, you know, whatever future troops. And I then, mean, to be fair, then, to be fair, I don't hold much sympathy for Bengalis, but <laughs> that is a pretty bad thing to do. I mean, I don't hold sympathy for Bengalis, but I hold less sympathy for the fucking British. True, yeah, so true. Yeah. And I'm I'm quoting um, Shashi Tharoor right now. And when conscious-stricken British officials wrote to him talking about how people were dying in the streets, he peevishly wrote in the margins of the file, "Why isn't Gandhi dead yet?" I want to fart on his face, <laughs> like slap his like stupid bald head. You know how roosters have that ball sack hanging <laughs> beneath their chin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> His double chin dangles like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, but he smoked a lot of cigars. He smoked like some 50, not 50, but like somewhere around that number of cigars every day. Have, have you heard about the painting? Like the really famous Winston Churchill painting? No, which one? What is he doing in it? He's just sitting with a cigar. Um, okay, so there was this um guy uh, named Sutherland. He was uh, an up-and-coming English artist. He was, you know, just trying to revolutionize, revolutionize the uh, artistic community, whatever. And so uh, on Winston Churchill's 80th birthday, I think he was commissioned to paint a full-length portrait of him while he was prime minister. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, he was commissioned by members of the House of Commons and the House of Lords. And so um, he, uh, Winston Churchill wasn't shown the painting. This is a whole, like, I think this spans an entire episode in The Crown. But, uh, yeah, so he uh, visited him maybe for two weeks and he took pictures of him and he painted him in secret. And... Wait, look, wait, I forget sometimes that Winston Churchill was... Alive in like the 50s or something. I don't know. Because it's just... Yeah, this painting that I'm talking to you about was in 1954. Yeah, it's just very weird that Vincent was at the same time as like, you know, Elvis um... Presley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, the painting was unveiled to the world and Winston Churchill at the same time. Uh, during the he didn't like it. Let me just ceremony. guess. Yeah, I mean, obviously he didn't like it. Uh, he didn't like it because every other painting of Winston Churchill glorifies him. It shows him as this dominant figure, but this painting was accurate. Yeah, I mean, what the fuck, man? You're like a frail, old, bald, eighty-year-old man. What the fuck? Do, what do you want him to do? Yeah, like he looked weak and old and wrinkled in the painting. And yeah, it's just real. It's just realistic, man. Get the get over your superiority complex. That 
painting does not exist anymore. It does it's, not? It's one of the greatest. Holy fuck, lost... I was literally going to Google it after this. Vincent Churchill, you, you old man. You can see thing. it. You can see it, but it isn't. Oh, you know, okay. it isn't the original. Because it is one of the greatest lost pieces of art because Winston Churchill burnt it. And uh, this painting <laughs> what a, prompted him to What a resign. sad guy. What a sad guy. This painting prompted him to resign. No way. Because he saw what he really was. You know those kids uh, who are like, um, Aray, yaar, delete this photo, I look bad in this. This yeah. was that, but like on a whole new level. It's like on yeah. a national kind of level. It's, it's called the Sutherland painting of Winston Churchill. And it's just it's amazing. You can see the fucking genocidal maniac for who he really is. Damn. Truth. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, also, not many people know this actually, but um, Vincent Churchill actually lost the election after World War Two Because most yeah. people just saw him as a wartime pres- uh, prime minister. Which is so weird, because like, you imagine Vincent Churchill as this like, amazing, like, Glorious figure, you know, just kept on winning, 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 and then he just yeah, like, like died. It's, I think it's, it's so accurate. Indira Gandhi, right? Like we just assumed that she kept winning, but she did lose. Yeah, Indira Gandhi was popular, then she lost, then she rode an elephant and met some Dalits, and then then she got reelected. It's the same thing with uh, Winston Churchill, except he didn't ride an elephant; he just smoked more cigars. <laughs> That's true. But yeah, again, not much out there for Winston Churchill. Don't really hold much sympathy for him after finding out about the Bengal famine. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's one thing to, you know, just... I mean, obviously he knew about the Bengal famine, but it would have been fine if he didn't acknowledge it. But then, you know, writing why isn't Gandhi dead yet? It's just... Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. Who so, else has a cult of personality? Let's talk about Hitler. Hitler, all right, yeah. <laughs> um, Hitler, Hitler was uh, an amazing artist. <laughs> okay, uh, good points. Uh, fairly decent artist. Bad points, killed 9 million people. Good points, looked like Jethalal. <laughs> I, I, think, I think, you know, more than killing 9 million people, the worst point about him is that that haircut. Nah, not that's not where it's at. Yeah, no. I think that's I think that haircut is worse than killing nine million people. <laughs> Please don't quote me on that. <laughs> so yeah, I think that's pretty much it for this episode. What are we near the forty-five minute mark or something? I guess so. Who cares? Yeah. So, uh, in conclusion, don't hit your wife. Don't fuck your mom and I don't know, don't kill three million Bengalis or maybe do, I don't know, the Bengalis. Either way, I think we might have a part two for this episode, which is the first time we're going to have a part two. We'll see. Um, That's it for this episode of We Read This Last Night. Thank you for listening and we'll be back again next week, maybe.